Welcome back to another episode of An Uproarious Profundity. It is unconventional wisdom for the spiritually attuned go-getter like yourself. Tonight, you're in for a real treat. We're going to be learning from Mindy Kaling, Eddie Murphy, Monty Python, and a whole slew of other comedians that have so many amazing things to teach us about boosting our confidence and owning our power. In fact, you're going to leave here after this episode with eight. That's right, eight lessons that comedians teach us about increasing our confidence and owning our power. I am so excited. I cannot wait any longer. So let's get this party started. The first tip tonight comes from Mindy Kaling. Most of us know her from The Office, and she was amazing. And then as a writer and actress and went on to do lots of great things like The Mindy Project and Champions and Never Have I Ever. We're going to talk about The Mindy Project right now. So what's super cool about this is that this show was based on her mom. Her mom was an OBGYN. And so Fox picked up this show, and the day that they picked it up, her mom passed away. Very sad, yeah. However, Mindy Kaling stayed the course of her her life calling, her vocational calling, her dream job as a writer, producer, director, and actress on this show. And the thing was a huge success. After it left Fox, it was quickly picked up by Hulu. and. It is an amazingly hilarious, one of my favorite sitcoms. So what do we learn from this lesson from Mindy Kaling that helps us to boost our confidence? We learn to take note of the tasks with which we have the most effortless grit. Take note, notice those, because those tasks where you have effortless grit may be the Holy Spirit's way of pointing you toward the work that you were sent here or made to do. So when people say things to you like, wow, Sherry, you have, where do you get all the energy to do that? Aren't you exhausted? You're always doing that so excellently. How do you do that? And you think thoughts like, it doesn't exhaust me. It gives me life and it comes easy to do it this well. Take note of those things, because the most likely that's the work that you were sent here to do. Like imagine, just imagine if Mindy Kaling would not have been aware of her talents, the way that she was made to to serve people. Imagine all the amazing comedies we wouldn't have. Moving on to step number two in eight ways that comedians help us boost our confidence and own our power. Lauren Michaels. That's right. We're going back to 1975. This Canadian comedian was hired by NBC to launch this show, Saturday Night Live, my all-time favorite show. We got to give a shout out to the original cast. We're talking Lorraine Newman, John Belushi, Jane Curtin, Gilda Radner, who was, of course, the first cast member hired, Dan Aykroyd, Garrett Morris, and the Chevy Chase, the original cast members, and Lauren. It October, for those that are wondering, it launched in 1975. Five years after that, Lauren Michaels left the show. And from 19, 
80 to 85, he was not a part of it whatsoever. And people like to joke that the only good thing that came out of Saturday Night Live during that time was Eddie Murphy. I would add to that list that so did Julie Louis-Dreyfus. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so what can we learn from Lauren Michaels here about owning our power and increasing our confidence? What we can learn is the reason why he left the show was he was burnt out and he struggled with working and being the boss over his group of friends because he was friends with all of those people that he was over. And that was not sustainable, at least the way that he was doing it in 75 to 80. So he left the show and in 85, he came back with tighter boundaries. So what do we have to, what does this have to do with us? What can we learn from Lauren Michaels? We learned that we are sustainable when we tighten up our boundaries with those in our lives professionally and personally. So you want to own your power sustainably? (laughs) Tighten up those boundaries. Related to Lauren Michaels, we move on to step number three. Step number three comes from Tina Fey, who was a mentee of Lauren Michaels. And of course, she's known for being the first female writer on Saturday Night Live. And we got to give her a shout out for all the amazing things that she has done and does. We're talking Mean Girls. She didn't write the book, but she adapted it for the movie and made it a Broadway play. We're talking Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt, 30 Rock, obviously. She's also a mentor to Tracy Wigfield, who went on to do great news and saved by the bell. I could go on and on about the amazing talent of Tina Fey, obviously, but I will not. What I will say is I'll teach this lesson that I learned from her memoir that she learned from Lauren Michaels. And I want to share it with you because it'll help you to own your power. This tip from Tina Fey is this. Whenever she and Lauren were hiring new talent for the show Saturday Night Live, and whenever she was hiring talent for 30 Rock and other shows that she's done, They would notice that sometimes, not all the times, but sometimes comedians were not the most emotionally healthy people. And I'm sure that doesn't come to a surprise to you, right? Because that's where their good good content comes from. Their good bits come from their emotional unhealth or the emotional unhealth of their families. So the best comedians are usually the most broken, right? Or so we think. And so Tina Fey and Lorne Michaels noticed that in order to have the best most talented, most successful, most harmonized team, they needed to have a very low ratio of comedians whose crazy outweighed the talent because issues arose on the team when they would have too many stars where their crazy outweighed the talent. So they got really picky. They started getting really, really picky and making sure that the majority of the talent on the show, the people on the show, I should say, that their talent outweighed their crazy. Amazing, right? And I started thinking about how we can apply this to our lives and the people that we make time for professionally and personally, the people that we invest in, which takes us to step number four. And we're going to go back to this. We're going to stay in the 70s. We're going to talk about Monty Python and the Holy Grail. What, what? That's right. That's right. So excited right now. This is connected to tip number three. 
in owning your power and increasing your confidence. Monty Python. This is These are their words from the many documentaries I've watched as my husband and I are, are obsessed with them. Their words are that the best actor of the group was the late Graham Chapman. Yeah, he went on to be Brian in their second movie that you might remember. He was King Arthur in their first movie, Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Why am I telling you this? I'm telling you this because a lot of people don't know that he was a raging alcoholic. And on the shooting of Monty Python and the Holy Grail, he was often late. He sometimes would not show. He never remembered his lines. They had to spoon feed him the lines. And if he was there, he was not completely sober. So the other Pythons, the other five of them, including the the artist, of course, they carried him. They carried him. They held him accountable. They held space for his pain. They reminded of him that he was better, than he could do better than what he was doing with his life. They carried him. And what's so beautiful about holding space for people and choosing if they're worth it to you, if, they're, if their talent or their worth to you outweighs the crazy in them, because we all have, there's contrast in life, right? We all go through seasons where we are more or less emotionally healthy. And the other Monty Python, the other Pythons, they chose, they chose to exert and invest energy into their friend and their cast member, Graham Chapman. And by the time the second movie came out, which was so much more controversial, sadly, for for them, because I know I feel like it hurt their third movie so badly because I think they were really heartbroken and dismayed how so many responded to the life of Brian, even though it's it's comedic gold in every way. But by the time their second movie came along, Graham Chapman, the strongest actor, was ready to be the best. And he he was the lead and he was amazing as Brian. And so the tip here that I think we need to remember when it comes to boosting our confidence and owning our power is that sometimes you can choose, you can choose professionally or personally to hold space for people in emotionally unhealthy seasons of life, hold space for them and remind them and help them if they accept your help toward their fullest potential. Now you might be thinking, Meg, why is this tip here? It's about relationships and it's not about my confidence. It's not about me standing in my power. And I say to you, friend who has me in your earbuds right now, that it does have to do with your confidence because you get to choose. (laughs) I'm not saying save everyone, be the hero to everyone. You get to choose when you are direct with someone, if they need to be reminded of their full potential. You get to choose to help someone when they, if they're ready to accept your help. And this is really standing in your own power when you are aware that you get to choose. I think too many times recovering holy rollers or spiritually attuned go-getters or overcommitted Christians, as I call them, whatever word you want to use, legalistic Christians, whatever words. I think sometimes we Christians, we have this Messiah complex that we need to save everyone, that it's our job to save everyone. And we have all of these charity case relationships. And I'm here to say, no, stand in your power. God desires for you to have healthy relationships professionally and personally. 
So with that said, you can be a thinking Christian that uses your brain and chooses, chooses to remind someone of their full potential. You get to choose to hold space for them and grow out of this emotionally unhealthy season in their life. But you do not have to, but you can choose to, especially if the goal that you're working toward professionally or personally, the goal, if it's counting on the two of you to work together well, you can choose that. Or going back to set number three, you can choose to have strict boundaries and not carry another teammate, not hold space for another teammate. You get to choose. Okay, we're going to stay in the UK for step number five, which has to do with another amazing comedic genius, Miss Miranda Hart. She's the creator of my all-time favorite sitcom. It is called Miranda. It came on BBC and Sky One, I think, in 2009. She's also chummy, chummy on Call the Midwife. She has written books. She's been on Broadway. Unlike lots of writers' rooms on comedic sitcoms in the States, where there's a literally a room of writers around a table writing, she wrote every sitcom, every sitcom episode by herself. It's amazing. It's on Hulu. Check it out. It's called Miranda, just unlike anything you'll ever experience. She has gone on to do so many amazing things. Like I said, she was Miss Hannigan in whatever Broadway is called in the UK. She has written children's books. She's a a mental health advocate. I think three memoirs, producer, director, so many amazing things that when she just started out thinking that she was just a stand-up comedian, and she is, she's phenomenal at stand-up, but then it evolved. Her journey, her gifts were tweaked. Her gifts were expanded. Similar gifts were used under different hats and different titles. So what we learn from Miranda Hart's amazing, amazing journey is, and I have to, I have to say this also, that as, as a mental health advocate, her books, her books, they don't make fun of mental health issues because that's not helpful. But because she is a comedian, they read with such light and hope. And so the lesson that we learn from Miranda Hart is, is this, friend, is don't put yourself in a box professionally. Your vocational calling, your life purpose, your soul purpose, whatever word, whatever jargon you want to use, your vocational calling will evolve as you grow and your talents can be used to offer healing and hope to others along the way. So surrender to the process. Plan. Plan like crazy and also dream like crazy and surrender. Surrender to what God has in store for you. And if an offer comes your way or a door opens and you're like, oh, I've never, I've never written for Hallmark before, but I I do love to write, and I'm sure I could write a whole episode without cussing, (laughs) whatever Hallmark wants you to do. If ever opportunities come your way that would be using your gifts, would be serving others, and equally as important, would bring you joy and would expand you, expand you in a new challenging way, go for it. Trust it. Don't put yourself in a box professionally or, or personally. And Miranda Hart is a great example of that as she went from 
a stand-up artist to author, director, Broadway producer, actress, just mental health advocate. Just, oh my goodness, just surrender to it. Surrender to it. Let's hop back over to the America, United States of America. Let's talk about Dana Carvey for tip number six. <laughs> Dana Carvey, you remember him from Saturday Night Live. Can you tell Saturday Night Live is my favorite show? <laughs> it's going to come up a lot, and we're only on tip number six. The Dana Carvey show, you remember him, yeah? Church lady, pump you up. Yeah, he was amazing and he did what impression did he do pop hope maybe he definitely did george h bush really well so dana carvey he was huge when he left saturday night live abc signed him on to do a show the dana carvey show there is an amazing documentary about this on hulu i believe an amazing documentary about the dana carvey show it had Steve Carell in it. It was it was his first big break. Stephen Colbert. It was his first big break. Louis C.K. was one of the writers. We will get back to that in a second because that's going to come up later for another tip. It was going to be really, really big. And all that talent, you're right. Like you're thinking, this won't fail. This has to be amazing. Now, here's where things got tricky. And you can learn more about this in the documentary. I think there's so many lessons for us spiritually attuned go-getters in this documentary. This is where things got tricky for the show. Dana Carvey and his team of comedians and writers were planning to make this an adult comedy. So we're talking PG-13 or R comedy. However, ABC had a different plan in mind. And they placed the show, it was right after Tool Time, or right before Tool Time. I can't remember. And they were wanting it to be church lady like humor so family friendly right maybe it was right before chill time that sounds like an earlier time it doesn't matter it was it was around it's it's time bracket sucked it was horrible they wanted to do type of humor that would be shown at 11 or midnight and <laughs> they placed him at like seven i think it was so yeah not a good time slot at all and and ABC, of course, got really, really angry and they started telling him all these things that they could not do and all the things that the show needed to be. And Dana Carvey, he pushed back and he rebelled and did not listen to, to the big dogs at ABC. And of course, the show got canceled. And the lesson, I think, is this. It does not matter how much talent you have. There will still be times where you have to play by someone else's rules. Period. So whether you are writing a book or marketing your content or starting a small business or teaching your child virtual school at home. It doesn't matter how much talent you have. There will still be times where you have to play by someone else's rules. Doesn't matter. There's a side note here. And I think back to my conducting instructor in college. I, sh I should say I had a music and worship minor, so I had to take conducting. It was my lowest grade I ever got because <laughs> I would try to cram the night before. It was not very joyful to me. 
and cramming for a conducting final doesn't work that well. But I learned in that class that he said, and I see this now in lots of conductors of choirs or orchestras or symphonies or whatnot, that Dr. David Gardner would teach that you must know the rules well enough to break them. Know the rules well enough to break them. And I would add that if you're going to break a rule, whether it's in your style or your technique as a content creator, as a spiritually attuned go-getter, in anything, anything you're building or creating, I would add that if you are going to break the rule, have the talent or the quality of product to back up this rebellious action that you're taking. Because chances are, it could be an innovative decision that you're about to make that feels rebellious at first, but it's just because it hasn't, it's never been done before that way. Or, you know, there's nothing new under the sun. Maybe it's been a while since it's been done that way, I should say. So if you're going to break a rule, know them well enough to break them well and have the talent and the product to back them up, to back up the rebellious choice you're about to make. I realize that that does contradict the Dana Carvey show. And I think I'm going to let that sit there because both both tips are needed. Those are both part of part of six, part of our tip number six of these eight tips that will build your confidence and help you own your power. Because both are true in the contrast of life. There will be times that you, no matter how talented you are or how wonderful your product is or how amazingly impressive your reputation is, there will still be times when you have to play by someone else's rules. And then there will be other times that you'll know the rule well enough and you'll have the talent and the product quality to back up the rule you're about to break. Now let's stay here for, let's stay with the Dana Carvey show for our tip number seven. Tip number seven comes to us from one of the writers at the Dana Carvey show. His name was Louis C.K. Do you know that guy? Yeah. (laughs) So when a no-name comedian named Jimmy Fallon came and auditioned for the show, the Dana Carvey show, Louis C.K. was, of course, a writer on the show with a very low self-esteem. What? What a surprise. What? Louis C.K. doesn't have a healthy image of self and he had low self-esteem. I'm so surprised by that. I hope that doesn't lead to bad choices later in life, but we'll see how his life takes him from this moment in the 90s. So Jimmy Fallon came to audition. He and Louis C.K. was a writer on the show and he said to the other writers and the big wigs of the show, if you, because he was jealous, he was jealous that this person was confident, good looking, took pride in himself and hilarious. It's Jimmy, it's Jimmy flipping Fallon. Like he's so talented. And Louis C.K. said, if you hire him out of jealousy, if you hire him, I will quit. And so what did the big wigs of the show do? They gave Louis C.K. his way, and they did not hire Jimmy Fallon. There's a beautiful lesson in this, and that is that lots of lessons in this story. I think of, yeah, we're going to get more than eight. You're going to leave here today with 10, 10 ways, but the main one is 
when you come in contact with people who don't play fair, apply step number two about boundaries, about Lauren Michaels' story. Apply rule number two and trust that their reputation will speak for itself. And we all know about Louis C.K.'s reputation, obviously. And so putting up boundaries, letting their reputation speak for themselves and not playing with them, choosing to only play with people who play fair, period. I think this is so beautiful. And you can look it up this moment on YouTube where Louis C.K. apologized to Jimmy Fallon before Louis C.K. got in trouble for being gross and everything. There's also a beautiful lesson here that I think of the statement, rejection is protection. So keeping that in mind with certain doors that might be closing in your life or relationships that might be ending, rejection is protection. Because Jimmy Fallon went on to audition for Saturday Night Live, which he then exploded, as we all know, the late night host and everything wonderful that he does. And he got it by playing fair, by being authentic, being true to himself, and holding space for others to be successful too, period. And there's another statement of phrase too that means rejection is protection. Oh, what misses us was not meant for us. I think that's what it is. Yeah. And since we got back to Jimmy Fallon and Saturday Night Live, and we started with, we I guess we didn't start with Saturday Night Live, but we we're there now. So let's stay there for this last tip. Step tip number eight to own your confidence and stand in your power. Own your power. Let's talk about Eddie Murphy. Eddie Murphy, we already talked about him a little bit, but let's talk about him a little more. 80s, early 80s, Saturday Night Live, there was this ridiculously funny sketch where he is in the hot tub playing James Brown. You have to YouTube this sketch after we get done hanging out together. It's so funny because it's Eddie Murphy. And the funniest part is that the majority of the sketch is him just saying, almost singing, singing, saying, singing, talking, the word hot tub. I'll get in the hot tub. And this is such a beautiful lesson for us as spiritually attuned go-getters. Because, yes, there's a, there's a time for more words and other types of comedy where there's more words involved. But be, the lesson here, I'm sorry, I'm just getting, I, I keep wanting to offer disclaimers instead of just teach the lesson. Your frequency, who you are, your presence, your frequency matters more than the content that you share. I'm going to read that again. Your frequency, and what I mean by that is who you are at your core, your presence, that matters 1,026 times more than the content that you share. Because Eddie Murphy was so blooming confident, like, you know, and his charisma and yes his talent obviously his talent was there but the frequency of how he showed up and said the word hot tub crushed the goal of being hilarious it made him a very this hot one word he's succeeding at his life purpose of being a comedian and bringing us all joy and laughter your frequency who you are your presence matters more than the content that you share. I don't know about you, but sometimes I 
I have this success equation going on in my head that I have to prove to people how smart I am, how much I know. And what that ends up sounding like is I sound like a pretentious vomiting encyclopedia. Do you hear me? You can check any of the podcasts that I've guested on. (laughs) And I am a horrible, I have been a horrible guest over the past years because I think I need to share with them every single piece of information I've ever read about this subject. And I sound like a pretentious vomiting encyclopedia. And that serves nobody. Nobody is served by that. Instead, I need to follow Eddie Murphy's example and show up and let my frequency of who I am speak for itself, knowing that the frequency, my character, who I am at my core, my presence, all of that matters more than how much I know. My frequency showing up from a place of I have nothing to prove, I have nothing to defend, this is who I am. This is who I am. And this is the topic that I want to share with you on. I want to join in this conversation with you because we both have passion for this topic. So let's equally share from a place of not knowing everything, but wanting to know more. And this is who I am. Frequency. If ever you catch yourself thinking, oh gosh, will I know enough? Oh gosh, will I be enough? Know that your frequency who you are at your core and your presence matters a thousand and twenty six hundred billion times more than the content that you share. And that is true whether you are a spiritually attuned go-getter who is running a small business, who is writing a book, a blog, a vlog, a podcast, whatever it is, who you are at your core matters so much more than the content that you share. These are our eight ways that comedians help us to increase our confidence and own our power. Now, at any point during our time today, you thought, I, I've been dreaming of, of finishing my book and submitting it to a publisher or self-publishing, and I actually want to make money from my book. You may be feeling unclear or stuck and or doubting your every move around your book idea or your writing and marketing tactics as a content creator. I've learned that there are unique steps to take when you are creating and marketing as a spiritually attuned go-getter that allow you to up your focus, quiet the limiting beliefs around your talents, and take back control of your time. With great accountability, creative inspiration, and guidance, I can help you to crush this goal, even if you feel like no one will be interested in your book while still making time for your kids and without putting off this great book idea for another five to 10 years. Seriously, if you are ready to start and or complete your book and also actually monetize it through proper marketing... I take time in my schedule every week to visit with folks like you. So grab a spot to chat with me over at megcalvin.com forward slash coaching. And let's hop on a, a phone call today and explore working with me as a writing or marketing coach. It would be my joy to visit with you. I hope that these eight ways that comedians help us build confidence and own our power have served you, friend. And I will see you next Thursday.